the latest Fifth Step podcast. My name's Chris Don, and today I'll be talking to Fifth Step CEO Darren Ray about corporate social responsibility. So, uh, Darren, um, apparently CSR is increasingly becoming a bottom-line issue for the uh, reinsurance and insurance industry. Uh, can you explain why that is? Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of reasons. It's very important for uh, recruiting people these days, but um, on top of all of those things, there was a recent report uh, from the Reputi- Reputation Institute uh, that actually marked financial services companies at the bottom um, of their of their table. Um, you know, so far behind technology companies and uh, retailers and other organisations and sectors, uh, the finance um, financial services industry had the most to do. So it's very important that organisations such as insurers and reinsurers are addressing these problems so that in the competition for the right staff and uh, the brightest staff that they're able to attract those people um, and um, be seen to be doing the right things. Apparently there are you know, no um, insurance and reinsurance companies in the top 100 companies globally. So which is Absolutely correct, yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, which is uh, distressing because if you look at the top 100 companies... Uh, list by you know revenue or profits any of those other measures by the the financial measures um, you'll find that there are you know several insurers and reinsurers in those uh, in those lists but none in the CSR ones. So I mean, how does it uh, impact? Can, can we give an example of how it might impact a firm's bottom line as, as we said? Yeah, absolutely. So the ability to um, attract the right staff or marketing costs even to try and demonstrate that an organisation is corporately and socially uh, responsible and aware, um, you know, running an advertising or a marketing campaign to try and convince people of that may be far more costly than actually just doing the right things in the first instance. And um, you know, being able to convince people of that fact, be they customers or be they potential employees. So, you know, CSR initiatives and programmes, they, they, they can take many different forms, can't they? But, but what, what, what is the, what's the essential aim, really, of a CSR programme? Well, it's really about giving back in you know, one way or another. And there are lots of different approaches to this. Um, but they, you know, they tend to revolve around the, um, you know, the, the people, the environment, the community um, kind of um, aspects of... Uh, of giving back. So the environment is a quite obvious one, you know, not being a polluter, um, you know, uh, recycling materials, not using um, more electricity than is needed, or or other things. There are many different ways that organisations impact the environment, obviously. Uh, but the environment is a big one, and that one, that's one that organisations can do something about. And many larger financial services organisations have big programmes for this kind of thing. So in, in some instances... The insurers and reinsurers and others within financial services may be doing the right things, and it may just be about educating their employees or actually getting the message out. Is there a way, you know, in terms of like embedding, say, CSR into the fabric of your organisation? Is that possible? Yeah, it is, um, and there's a number of different approaches to that, but. Uh, you know, the key thing really is to make it a business as usual activity, and not to make it 
just another initiative because it's all too easy to run an initiative and people do the right things for a short period of time. But then as pressures of work or whatever it may be, they slip back into their usual ways. So a number of ways that you can go about that. But the one that I think is one of the most powerful ones, because it really does talk to where most organisations measure themselves at the moment, is actually starting to look at finance and corporate reporting. Um, so that may seem like an odd area when you're talking about CSR, um, but it really does, because organisations primarily measure themselves on the financial results at the moment, um, changing the way that you do your reporting um, to include aspects of CSR can really, really help and really make the difference. Well, we've talked in the past about <clears throat> the concept of a, a, applying you know, continual improvement um, process, mm -hmm. processes into your, into your business. Is this something that you could apply to CSR as well then? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a one step um, to, you know, to going from um, where you are today to where you need to be. Obviously, it's something that organisations are going to have to uh, in, uh, you know, have improvement processes and not just be able to uh, take that giant leap. So there are you know, any number of steps you can take along the way, and some of those will be dependent upon how the organisation wants to achieve its CSR goals. Um, so, you know, you can't necessarily prescribe that or, you know, not one size fits all, but certainly looking at the finance, uh, looking at the, um, the triple bottom line approach to financial reporting, where mm -hmm. that starts to talk about, um, you know, the environment, people and, uh, and profit. Um, I, mean, and I suppose like 10K reporting type things as well, you know, in, in, in the US. For yeah, from a US perspective, it would be, um, you know, an alternative to the 10K reporting. Mm. Uh, so you're including all of those aspects uh, and broadening um, to encompass, you know, the impact on the, on the planet as well as the impact on people and the impact on... Because the, the danger of things like 10K reporting and other initiatives like that, I mean, they, 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 they can be turned into a bit of a tick-boxing exercise, can't they? Whereas this is, you know, it seems to be a lot more about you know, combining strategy, marketing, PR, and, you know, just using, you know, using your people in a productive kind of way. Yeah, well, the trouble is with tick-box reporting is that people see through it it feels hollow or shallow and you know you yourself will know when a company is doing the right things because doing the right thing isn't just about doing one thing right it's about having good customer service too it's about being able to make sure the customer's happy it's about um, you know resolving aspects quickly and efficiently and it's about doing the right things environmentally and about making money, of course. Mm -hmm. So it's all of those things that come together. And if you're just able to report on one dimension, which is historically the way it's been done, um, then that can be a, a, you know, a more shallow thing. And, and many people and many organisations who buy from other organisations are actually looking for a little bit more these days. Have you, are there any examples of organisations <coughs> that, say, financial services companies or, or insurance reinsurance companies could you know, could learn learn from? Oh, those that they can learn from, of course. I mean, as uh, you mentioned earlier on, the top one hundred list. Um, you know, there are there are many. I mean, you know, surprisingly, um, it was, uh, many of the technology companies, you know, the Googles and the Microsoft, are very high in the list. I think you mentioned you wrote an article about this and uh, yeah. the Insurance Day, and I think the ones that you seemed to point out were Google, Lego, Disney, and uh, BMW. BMW, yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, you know. Um, what sort of things are they doing or businesses like them doing that? lots of the things that we're talking yeah, about here right. they're reporting upon their impact on the, on the planet they have 
um, you know, very people-orientated um, uh, approaches, uh, very people-friendly, very um, environmentally friendly. Um, you know, with uh, even though you know, uh, you know, you talk about BMW and you talk about environment being envi environmentally friendly. You know, it's uh, it sounds um, at odds with um, you know with itself given you know the production of cars. But if you are making those cars in a very um, uh, ecologically sound way, and the cars can then be uh, easily recycled or um, you know taken apart so yeah. they, they can be recycled, which is usually the challenge with cars. So the, uh, those kind of organisations are um, you know very, really pushing the uh, the boundaries. But as I said, it's not an expectation that any insurance companies are going to be after you know um, leap to the to the uh, the top of the um, the list necessarily. Sure. But to be able to show some real improvement, I think would be excellent PR. Um, you know, really um, be able to stand out to be, you know, the um, insurer or reinsurer within the top 100 would be quite a prestigious place sure, to be. Of course, it would. I mean, I think we've, we've talked about him in the past, but there's the management guru, Peter Drucker, um, I think, has mm -hmm. said that if you can't measure it, you know, you can't improve it. And okay, I guess this very much applies in this area. Yeah, it, so it is about being able to uh, measure the things that you're looking to improve or to change. And, you know, Drucker was a, um, you know, a, a real business guru and some, um, you know, um, uh, someone I had a, or have a great deal of respect for his, um, his learnings and, uh, and his teaching. So uh, being able to, um, measure the things you want to improve allows you to see how they're improving or not improving and see whether what you're doing is improving and making a difference so it gives you that opportunity so you, you, you could run this you know you could run a, an effective CSR program or an initiative as part of a project governance and project management uh, to top setup couldn't you? Um, you I, I yeah, imagine you could, or is, it, is, that, is that right? Yeah, you could. Um, so it's important that if you're going to improve your CSR uh, and the way you're measuring and monitoring, that you're not just doing it from the end result. Um, so when you have projects and change programmes that are coming into place, instead of measuring it on the, the, the profits or savings that uh, that project is going to, um, to make, um, you'll perhaps start to look at it as well on the... Um, on the improvements it makes to your environmental goals or to your community goals or whatever it may be that you're actually focusing on, um, you know, whatever your CSR goals are made up of. So looking at it from that perspective may change the decisions you make on which projects actually get implemented because it's not just about the profit. Profit still is very, very important. Don't get me wrong on that at all. But if you're also choosing a project that is... Uh, profitable, but is also good for the environment and gets you closer to your environmental goals as well. Then it's a it's a win-win, and that may mean that some projects will win out um, over their um, over their their competitors. And at, a, at a wider sort of you know, overarching strategic level, funny enough, I was talking to a one of you know a, a casualty reinsurer for one of the top you know top two reinsurance companies in the world recently, and he said they won't um, they won't reinsure or insure certain types of uh, energy. Companies. Yes, I mean, for example, you know, fracking companies, they wouldn't, they wouldn't go near them with a barge bolt because they're yep. worried about the, the PR fallout from all these kind of things. So yep. I guess that sort of fits into that narrative as well. Yeah, now that's an interesting aspect, right? Because there's, um, there's a, um, and it may be a written or it may be an unwritten uh, rule there that they're following and they're, they're deciding to do that on the basis of the potential negative uh, press and fallout. It's very much a written rule within internally in the organisation. Uh, yeah. uh, absolutely. I, I guess I expected nothing, um, nothing less. But um, 
that's actually part of a CSR value that they're defining there. You know, okay, we don't want the negative fallout. Now, are they doing it for the reasons of, you know, we don't, you know, we don't agree with it, or are they doing it for the negative fallout aspect? You know, but both probably more the latter, I would say. To be I, fair. I would, I'd be inclined to agree. But it's very easily to turn that into a CSR goal and say. Okay, well, negative fallout is going to come because it's environmentally unfriendly. We don't want to be connected with that. So one of our values is that we support green energy organisations and not those that are, that are um, increasingly harmful to the environment. Hmm. Yeah, because um, you know, traditional business cases, they've, they've, they've tended to focus on how the project you know, will save money or earn more money. So this is... You know, very much a different uh, value metrics, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's to look at the, you know, look at the things differently, but to look at how a project will, um, you know, positively impact your CSR goals as well as your profit, um, uh, your profit margin uh, goals as well. So you know, um, in that sort of vein, another example might might it be that you know, where a firm's looking to implement a new may, maybe a new data center, for example, and they. No, they they've they've decided to opt for a say a, a different supplier or for you know the option of green energy power maybe well, something like that. That's a, that's a massive one. Um, you know, data centres are you know big consumers of power. Um, you know, we all know that. Um, you know, they all have to be powered by you know um, energy. A lot of that energy, um, unfortunately, at the moment is still generated by the burning and consumption of fossil fuels. Um, increasingly, though, data centres are offering. Um, you know, green alternatives, um, you know, the ability to run an entire data centre. And there are large organisations, some of which are in the top 100. Um, Apple, for example, um, has a goal, and I don't think they've quite met it yet, but they have a goal um, to run all of their data centres on green power. Um, so uh, on renewable sources, um, you know, solar and wind, for example. You know, that's a big ambition. And it's not something that all organisations can switch over to immediately, but increasingly data centres are offering that option because they recognise the potential impact that they're having um, on, um, on the environment. And it's part of their CSR goals then to um, support green energy and to only purchase uh, their energy from, um, from renewable sources. It's also why there are a number of uh, data centres or an increasing number of data centres in um, Iceland, for example. Cold, where, yeah, because it's well, cheaper and more efficient when it's cold, isn't it? Well, there's that, but there's also the geothermal power, which is um, oh, obviously really? um, um, you know, a renewable source. So yeah. um, you know, there's less cooling requirement, and uh, there's also the geothermal power. When a lot of people are putting... Well, not a lot of people. I think I've read somewhere that, um, uh, in, in the papers recently that some people are putting their data centres in the sea. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, planning yeah. to do that. Was it yeah. maybe Microsoft, possibly. Uh, yeah, there's a. Um, I think uh, Google had a. Google, um, yeah, yeah, had a uh, had a program like that as well. So there's lots of innovation. Um, you know, innovation in um, in green technologies is something that that we're really going to see a big uh, uh, growth in over the next few years. I think you know the number of venture capital firms that are plumbing money into um, you know into green tech. Mm. Um, you know, is increasing. Uh, you know, there's increasingly large amounts being developed there, and I think that's why you know now is the right time for insurers and reinsurers and those who are not well represented within that top 100 list to start looking at what they're doing and how they can improve their CSRs and align their CSRs with you know what the um, you know what the general public believe um, that they should be doing. 
um, you know, for all the re- you know, for all the reasons and more that we've uh, that we've spoken oh, about. Could, could an example of that be something like you know, if you've got a an old building that you know you, you could convert the roof into solar panels and you know, that's, you know, that yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, those kind of projects and those that kind of expenditure, you know. Um, it's unlikely to pay for itself, um, you know, immediately, but it does the right thing in terms of, you know, allowing the organisation to use more uh, renewable energy and to also, you know, feed into the, the, the grid any excess that they generate. So who, who is, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but who would be the person that owns this? Would it be, like, the chief operating officer or... Is it this, or is it the CEO um, or the finance director? Who, who, yeah, it can be a number of or different... Is it, all, is it all of the above? Is it everyone involved? It, well, ultimately, ultimately the, all, the whole organisation has to, has to buy into this. Um, and it has to be um, you know, led by the, um, you know, by the, the board and the C-suite um, to actually give it the, the sponsorship and um, the, the proper seal of, appro- uh, of approval. But again, not just as a one-off initiative, as this is the way that we're thinking about things now. So, you know, your business cases should be presented in this way to align with our CSR goals and uh, as is well there, as our profit goals. Is there an argument to say this could be, make it, more, it would make more sense for this to be a bottom-up sort of approach, put it in the hands of you, you know, if you were brave enough, you know, you've got a thousand employees, and to say, mm-hmm. get them to get, the, get the, all, the, all the, the employees and staff, to, the associates to create the plan and then make sure, you know, Make well, sure certainly. I mean, certainly, the need, the there's a you know the modern way is to have more collaborative management, if you like, and collaborative decision making. Now, whether um, ultimately, if you have a you know an organisation of a thousand or ten thousand or more uh, people um, in lots of different locations, whether you're going to be able to get them to you know come together and be able to uh, decide on you know a small enough subset of um, of values. Um, you know, from from scratch, um, perhaps you can. Um, well, yeah, you especially can. with the new generations that are coming through at the moment. You know, my my children are you know fourteen and twelve years old, and they're very environmentally friendly. And uh, I have to say, to my shame, that doesn't necessarily come from me. But that uh, probably that's more of a, a school kind of thing, and they're, they're, what's the sorts of things that their peers are talking about. So, ultimately, if, you know, when, when you're thinking about attracting new employees, that's. Uh, that's going to be the key different uh, key differentiator, but uh, potentially it is. I mean, uh, you know, the, and it's very easy to generalise, and I uh, and I will do, but I don't mean in a negative sense. But generally speaking, millennials are far more interested um, in uh, CSR programs and give back programs and charity programs and the um, and a more holistic approach to um, uh, to business. Than um, you know than previous generations, Chris. So yeah. you know the fact that your children, I mean, they're 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 post millennial. Um, you know, they're a post millennial generation. But the fact is that uh, you know they're taking on those traits. And you know, you're quite right. In order to attract younger, um, uh, you know, younger employees um, into an organisation, you need to be, you know, doing the things that. And working in a way that they can work, doing the things that they think are important, and work in a way that they um, they like working. And I think that's why the likes of, you know, Disney and Lego and BMW and some of the other organisations at the top are able to attract, um, you know, the the um, you know the bright um, you know the young bright uh, graduates Great, yeah. Um, yeah. coming out of universities today. Um, with far greater ease than perhaps uh, the insurers and reinsurers 
Um, moving on, I suppose, more into the, the, the bottom line sort of in the areas of what we've been talking about. I mean, is there is there room for more sort of uh, CSR applications when it comes to mergers and acquisitions activity, which is something you know is um, which is something that the insurance and reinsurance world is going through you know a fair bit of that at the moment. Yeah, so, I mean, you may you may start to which, see that organisations who are, have a greater focus on CSR programs um, may. If they're given a choice of uh, two organisations and they have two targets in um, in mind, um, it may be that um, uh, CSR improvements may be part of um, a, you know a purchase decision, you know, so uh, or a choice uh, or a selection criteria, you know, not only how much um, um, how much you can buy the organisation for, um, how much the the new organisation would be able to increase its efficiency, but also um, you know what would it do to uh, the community goals for uh, the new combined organisation, or indeed the environmental ones. So, if you were to sort of um, summarise what we've um, talked about today, Darren, I mean, what, would you be able to say that in say twenty seconds? Twenty seconds. <laughs> I don't give you maybe too much time. <laughs> giving you, giving you maybe too much time. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well, I guess if I was to try and summarise it as quickly as that, I would say um, organisations should um, look at implementing a CSR. Um, transition program, um, you know, to a establish their CSR goals and look at the ways that um, that uh, having CSR goals can actually help the, uh, their organisation and grow their bottom line because you know these things don't live in a vacuum on their own and there's lots of evidence to demonstrate that organisations who have good CSR goals mm. um, have increased profits. Uh, increased efficiency and increased brand loyalty uh, amongst their customers too. Okay, so there you have it. So it looks like that businesses that you know that are looking to make changes, it sh- they should should be looking at CSR transition to help them break the you know, the cycle of having regular CSR initiatives. Really. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's you know as Darren said here, it's time to start making CSR part of the business as usual way of, uh, of working nowadays. And uh, I think that's been a really useful and insightful. Uh, you know, talk that you've been able to give to us here so uh, I mean you can um, pick up a lot more um, of these uh, this type of you know podcasting and and and, and YouTube style of uh, full leadership full, is full leadership that yeah. we that we, we often do uh, you can pick that up at the um, on the website the fifth step website which is www.fifthstep.com and that's uh, f-i-f-t-h-s-t-e-p.com uh, and there are other sorts of um very modern ways of working that we have these days and using Twitter and all sorts of and Twitter and LinkedIn Chris uh, please don't look quite so bemused it worries me um, yeah Twitter and LinkedIn you can find us uh, on the on there um, you know you can find uh, me and uh, Fist Step and indeed Chris on uh, uh, on uh, on both Twitter and on LinkedIn uh, there are primary ways of pushing things out but best way to f- try and find us and to find out more is to go to fifthstep.com and uh, you'll find our blogs, our podcasts, our YouTube videos um, all there um, along with um, other aspects of our thought leadership. Okay, well that's it for now. Um, until the next time, thanks a lot Darren. Thanks very much Chris. Thanks.